Yeah, I think that's good. Hey, Shelby, welcome to the show. We are we are live streaming uh, for one of our one of our uh, big moments here doing some of our first live streams today, which is very, very exciting. Um, so Shelby, welcome to the Barna Breakdown. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here with you and hello to all your listeners and viewers. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so episode 19. Now you were episode number two mm. back in the day. So we've, we've gone 17 episodes between having you on, which is good. So um, we're growing. Uh, working. We got some sponsors. I want to say thanks to Ting, uh, who's uh, helping us out with the show. Also want to say thanks to BCHA, uh, who is making this stuff happen. Uh, you know, I posted that you and I were going to be talking today at three o'clock and uh, asked for comments, questions, things like that. It was birds chirping silent. Didn't hear anything from anybody on any questions that they might have for you. Um, so it is live. So I will be watching the comment section today as people, if you have questions, comments, you have anything for Shelby today, uh, for the mayor standpoint, go ahead and put it in the comment section and I will uh, be glad to ask those questions when the time comes for that. All right. With that, we start off every show Shelby with a good report. So we are always looking for some good news, right? And uh, and also, I'll, I think uh, everybody can find something to be grateful for, something mm -hmm. that is worth saying thank you, um, and uh, is a good report. So, do you got anything on your plate that you'd say, "Hey, this is a good report"? Yeah, well, lots of things. I mean, you know, you mentioned gratitude, and you know, on a, on a personal level, I'm I'm very grateful for my wife and and my family, my yeah. kids, and and our health. Um, and that we're, you know, we're doing the best to kind of weather through this thing. And, you know, at first it, when, when the schools closed, it was kind of the joke of, um, oh my gosh, you know, how do we maintain full-time jobs and now also be homeschool parents? Um, right. Yeah. And, um, but you know, the, the cool thing about it is of course it's overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. the, what's, yeah. what's really amazing about it is, is how it, it gives us this opportunity to spend quality time with the kids that we never really get to otherwise, right. just a deeper level and, and to really focus on their learning. And, and so I, I feel really blessed to be in that, in that process with them. That's awesome. Um, so that's, that's been great. And to be partnering with my wife in that too. So, so that's been great. Um, and, you know, at the community level, um, I've really been amazed at, you know, here we are going through uh, this unpre unprecedented right. crisis. Yep. Uh, everybody's just having such a hard time. And we're really, we're really just kind of getting into it now. Um, we're having record unemployment claims right mm -hmm. now in the state and in the country. Um, and so many people here locally have, have lost their jobs. People already are struggling uh, to pay the rent, to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. um, and then now, you know, in this crisis, their, their, uh, their job is gone or has been dramatically reduced. Right. Um, and on top of that, they've got kids at home. Right. So how do you, how do you do it all? Um, yeah, so one thing that's been, it, it really is. And, and one thing that has just continued to impress me, um, is how our community continues to step up and support one another. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. uh, it just, it's just, a, it, it's incredible. Um, and I don't know of, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that Sandpoint is so special and why we all choose to live here is because right. there's something, I don't know if it's something in the water that, uh, you know, plays out and how people, uh, uh, take care of themselves and take care of one another. Um, but so many businesses have stepped up to the plate and make sure that everybody's being fed. Um, mm -hmm. The school district is, mm -hmm. is putting out uh, bag lunches for all the kids. Um, yeah. Arlo's restaurant, uh, the Burger Dock, the Pack River store. Uh, tonight, the Hoot Owl is doing a dinner from four to seven for anyone who, who wants a meal. Come on. Um, so, I mean, just I mean, that's just unbelievable. You know, so there's. Right. There's there's food out there for families in need, um, and of course there's always you know the food bank um, and the sort of the the, the the normal resources that are always there, um, you know. And mm -hmm. another thing that I want to mention just about that that sense of community solidarity and and what we do as a community to set, step up and support each other, support our our well being, mm -hmm. um, you know. And there, just a week ago, um, as this crisis was beginning to unfold here in Idaho. Um, and let me, you know, mention, I mean, it was only 
what, 10, well, actually, I guess now it was 13 days ago that we had the first case reported in Idaho. Right. Now we have over 200. Um, so to go back, you know, a, a week, a week and a half, um, at that time, uh, I, it was actually Wednesday before last, uh, nine days ago, that I declared a state of emergency in the city. Um, and I strongly encouraged uh, restaurants, bars, and entertainment venues uh, to close dine-in service and go to takeout right. only. Right. And um, remarkably, um, by, by Monday, we had 100% compliance. As far as I'm aware, every yeah. restaurant and bar in town, on their own accord, chose to close for the for the health and well-being of our community um, the, to, this it, community has totally pulled together in a really powerful way you know it it's amazing yeah it really is and, yeah. and i don't think you know I, obviously you know the, the, you couldn't pull that off in seattle you couldn't pull that off in new york and and i don't think you could pull that off in probably any other small totally. town maybe yep. of our size so Yep. Um, it really says a lot about our community and how we care about each other and how we, Come on. we do everything within our power to do the right thing and take care of each other. So. Come on. And that's, that's a good report, right? I mean, that's a yeah. really good, that's a really good report. We got a little bit more time with our families. Um, you know, Mika and I were talking earlier, uh, my wife, um, we did a broadcast to test a little bit earlier today and we ended up doing a whole show. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So, you know, one of the things that we, we talked about was how, you know, the, the way that we approach this, this season in this time with our attitude and our mindset will really dictate what kind of outcomes that we ultimately get out of this. And so choosing to choosing to kind of have a openness to what could this look like? What could this be in a healthy, positive way? It was super, super good. So, um, mm -hmm. the, the, we talk here locally, my good report is that um, that that stimulus package uh, for small businesses, you know, individuals who are employed, all that kind of stuff that got passed, um, mm -hmm. which is great. And it was done bipartisan, uh, which is rare. Uh, it was good. It was a fight process from both sides. Um, and so it's good to see it finally done and signed off by the president. So uh, with all these things, uh, you know, raise your glass, man. Let's, let's say cheers. We say cheers to the good report. We'll go ting, right? And then we're going to. That's right. Take yep. a sip because, you know, we got to we got to celebrate the good when it happens. Yeah. So, so and, good. And let me let me you know, I want to second you on the stimulus bill. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just want to focus on a little bit of the details there. I'm sure sure most of your viewers um, are probably aware, but trying to um, get away. We can talk yeah. about this a little bit. Um, sure. So that's a twelve hundred dollar uh, check to every every taxpayer. Mm -hmm. um, as well as a $500 uh, child credit, $500 yep. per child. And then there's also um, up to a $600 per week. If you file an uh, unemployment claim, yep. uh, up to $600 a week for those who are working the gig, gig economy, who are mm -hmm. freelancers. Um, uh, so, so people can take advantage of that as well. Um, and I know that that's, um, you know, maybe, you know, it's not going to get us all the way there um, no. in terms of, you know, filling the, the hole that's been left um, by, by, um, you know, the, the change the in, in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and just, yep. you know, obviously the impact on, on, uh, on our jobs has been huge. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's, that's a big hole to fill, but, but this is, this is nonetheless something really to celebrate. Um, yeah. And also want to mention too, you know, something the city's done is to abate uh, utility payments uh, through April. So to give, oh, okay. uh, locals a, a little bit of a, of a, uh, relief there as well. That's um, great. And then I also spoke with the governor's office today and I know they're considering next week, they're considering a potential eviction freeze. Um, and that that's on the table as well. So Oof. those who are you yeah. know, concerned about, um, you know, housing security right now through this, um, that, that there's likely to, to be some, you know, some relief there as well. We, we can keep our fingers crossed there. Yeah. I'm, I know that from a housing perspective, this is one of the biggest fears, especially people who live paycheck to paycheck and that last paycheck of the month pays next month's rent. Um, right. and so that's such a huge concern about, okay, even, even when we go through this process, there's going to be a, a, a period of, I think most, um, landlords and people in this situation are willing to say, yep, yeah, sure. It's going to take a little while to get stimulus money. It's going to take a little while for certain things to kick in. Um, but 
uh, putting a freeze on the evictions, I think, will will be helpful, especially for people who um, are just really in that really hurting financial position. Um, mm-hmm. And but, you know, how that plays out and how that walks out to the next level, you know, we, do, we have no idea at this point. You know, we don't mm-hmm. know what this is all going to look like. Um, one of the things that I liked uh, was that uh, for small businesses that retain employees, that they had get loans currently in order to pay those employees so small businesses can get loans. And if you retain those employees um, through this process, then those loans become forgivable. So mm-hmm. so they're actually for small businesses, they're able to get um, and I was just doing a little research before we got on because I'm like, I just was on the, I, when it got passed, I was on the, the show with Mika and then I'm preparing for this and I'm looking around, but I just thought that was great. We've got, we've got a small business loan that you can take. And if you retain the employees, um, that, that you normally would have had to have laid off. If you retain those employees, they'll pay you. Uh, mm-hmm. in a loan to, to retain them. And for those employees that you pay and retain, those are ones that uh, you'll, you'll get that loan forgiven. Um, which and, I and think is that, that was like, is that through, is that through the SBA or is that, uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know who it's through. I was just listening to the highlights, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and while I was doing some other stuff and I, that kind of caught my attention and I think they put uh, 300, or two, two or three hundred billion dollars towards those small business loans um, to great. to help small businesses get through that. That was the number one question that I I would get um, as I'm talking to different people is what do we do with small businesses? That's great that yeah. uh, individuals get a check, and if you file for unemployment, but if you're like a gig economy or you're um, a small business person, what do you do? You right. know how do you and, how do you because course- profits are lost. Like when you're a small business, you don't just get to to stop. Like most small businesses um, earn um, one month of their revenue is what they bring home for income. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, they've got 11 months to make pay to make the basics and then one month of profit. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, when you look at, at how how that averages out. So then you take a month off. You just lost all your profit and revenue as a small business. To me, that's a staggering thought. It is. You know, really having is. been a small business owner, that's a staggering thought. You know, like, oh, like all of my revenue for the year just got lost um, in over the course of a month. Um, and so being able to make sure that your employees are paid. And I don't know how the SBA loans are working. I haven't done too much digging, um, but I know there's a lot of money being thrown at that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's absolutely great to hear. Um, and of course, you know, Sandpoint, uh, we're all about small business. That's that's what right. we have here. We we yep. we uh, exist because um, we we are filled with um, you know we are a community of entrepreneurs and small business owners. We are. And, yep. Yep. And um, you know, so th- that there's a resource uh, available for them to to stay open and an unforgivable loan to, to keep employees uh, employed. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I'm, 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 you know, the paychecks towards the individuals. Um, I think they said that for a family of four, they could be potentially receiving $3,400, a a $3,400 check um, for a family of four. I think that that's a multiplier of, of however much that child tax credit is, you know, or whatever that the child, uh, amount is. Um, one of the things that is, I thought was really good in the stimulus was I'm always focusing on the good, by the way, <laughs> that's, I try to keep my focus on the good things. Um, because yeah, it was funny. I was, I was reading, a a post of, uh, what we would consider non-emergency things that got attached to the bill, you know, things that people were kind of upset about. And I saw one list and it was $250 million worth of stuff going towards, you know, arts and different, you know, different things that you're like, what, this isn't connecting for like the panic that we're in and this kind of crisis. Um, and I was doing the math and 250 million out of 2 trillion is 1.25%. Like if we could start wrapping our head around the magnitude and the size of what just happened, 
great. It's pretty wild. Um, and then also it was good to know that, um, that no, uh, no corporate entities can do buybacks of stock during this, if they receive, uh, funds or loans from the fed during this process, mm -hmm. they can't do, uh, loan buybacks like they were able to do in yep. 08. So, um, I think that just protects the consumers and protects the employees as far as how that money works. So I was like, kudos on that stuff. It was great. Yeah. Yep. That's good to hear. Thanks cool. So how, how are you and the family doing, um, you know, in this, uh, quarantine? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I think we're, we're, probably all, uh, in, in similar situations, it's, it's, uh, of course an adjustment, right. Um, mm -hmm. like I mentioned, you know, having the kids at home and, and working from home, um, we've, uh, our, our employment has been impacted too. We're down to, uh, you know, uh, less than a one full-time job from, from two full-time jobs. So, right. um, so it's, you know, definitely Im impacting our finances and, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's um, I, I think that, um, you know, I'm hopeful that we're going to get through this. It's going to be hopefully short and sweet. Um, Come on. You know, the, this this pandemic isn't going to disappear next month. But, um, you know, the goal through uh, measures taken by the governor on Wednesday and, and that are being taken by governors across the nation is to, um, you know, slow the spread as much as possible, flatten right. the curve. And, and this right. is you know, strategy that's, that's being taken all over the world. And, and what we can do is, you know, we're not going to be able to just eliminate this thing, eradicate it, you know, at least until we come up with a, with the vaccine, which hopefully that's, that's possible. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully that can happen. It's not going to happen uh, in the immediate future. Um, but what we can do is we can flatten out the curve on this thing sure. and not overwhelm our healthcare system. And, um, and then we can, we can actually treat those who actually need treatment um, and, and thereby, you know, dramatically reducing uh, the potential deaths that could result. So, right. um, so I think yeah. this, this thing's going to be with us for, for some time and, and we're going to mm -hmm. have to live with it, but, but it doesn't mean that we're going to have to work from home and, and homeschool our kids for, for now and evermore. <laughs> yeah. Right. This isn't going to last forever, you know? Yes. And um, um, when you look at, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because right now I feel like, um, there is such a huge, um, there's becoming more and more of a gap in data. Um, you know, whereas it seemed like about a week ago, the data was pretty set and pretty clear about how the pandemic was moving, what the death rates were. Um, and now, you know, you have the, I don't know if you saw that the guy who, um, put out the original empirical college study in the UK that mm -hmm. estimated 500,000 deaths in the UK, uh, just revised that down to 20,000. And, you know, and my, and part of that is from steps being taken, right. To reduce mm -hmm. that, um, right. and, which is good. Um, but then he also had to say, I, I was reading some of the data wrong, you know, mm -hmm. for that. Um, and so with all of the kind of confusion, um, cause I think uh, most people are getting their news online, uh, right now. I think most people are looking towards, um, their, their, um, network and social media <laughs> to tell them what's what. Um, and I know that, that we've talked about this many times that we, we get siloed and in our silos we'll often not, you know, we'll often just see kind of the, the things that kind of support our bias. Um, what do you, as a city, what, what type of resources are you guys looking at for, best practices and the things that you guys should be doing as a city and, and kind of what the outlook is. Yeah. Uh, well, we follow CDC guidelines okay. and Panhandle health department uh, Panhandle right. health department is itself in alignment with CDC guidelines. So, Correct. Yeah. And yeah. that, Correct. and that's been consistent uh, really from the beginning. So Great. Great. Um, we've been, we've been following that. And then, you know, also uh, seeing, you know, as we watch this thing unfold really from the first case in, in Washington, um, watching steps that that other cities and other states are taking, and um, and you know, fortunately, we've had the benefit here in Idaho right. to learn from the trials and tribulations of every community that's been more heavily impacted before us, yeah. right? So yeah. It, yeah, and and it's you know, for that we're we're very fortunate, and and we're also very fortunate that we have you know the opportunity to really um, to take the precautions that we're taking now mm -hmm. when we. 
hardly had an impact here in our state. I mean, I don't want to say hardly because for the over 200 people that have, have contracted, we've had three deaths in Idaho. Yeah. So for, for those families, you know, it, this is the real it's deal. It's not a this little is, thing. Yep. It's not a little yep. thing. Um, yep. But, Agreed. you know, yep. relative to, you know, the, the tens of thousands of cases that, that we see in New York by comparison, it's just, um, and it's, you know, growing by 6,000 a day. It's just, right. it's crazy what they're having to deal with over there. But yeah. we've really had the privilege of, of being able to learn um, from, from uh, you know, the experience of, the, of those who've been impacted before us. And, mm -hmm. and so it's, um, it's been great to have that kind of um, leadership guidance for us. Yep. And, yep. and I, you know, in, in that regard, too, along those lines, I really applaud um, the governor's leadership mm -hmm. in um, in making his proclamation for the stay home order on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, the city was considering uh, similar uh, options for the city mm -hmm. of Sandpoint. Um, in fact, I had a resolution before council uh, that that very evening, um, and um, and of course, uh, none of us anticipated that. Um, or I can speak for myself, but I, uh, I, I got a call at, yeah. I think it was 10 30 or 11 that morning. I got a call that, that the governor was going to be making an announcement at, at 12 30. So, um, so that was a surprise to me and, and I really applaud him, you know, making that difficult call. I know how hard of a, of a decision that is, uh, for a leader to make, uh, nobody right. wants to make that decision yep. because, you know, the impact on Idaho families and is, is just, it's devastating, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, it's not uh, the idea is it, it's not as devastating as dealing with tens of thousands of deaths that that could have been avoided. So, yeah. um, so, so that's that's the balancing act, and and um, and I think uh, I think that was the right call. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's interesting because um, you know I I do my best to try and keep my feet into all the different. Um, communities here because um, you know Bonner County is, is a is a large uh, land mass um, and the city of Sandpoint's in the middle and kind of is the heartbeat of what a lot of the things that happen is the county seat um, and one of the things that that came up in that process was really you know and I I, I think uh, um, people being you know hearing about the resolution and being pretty upset you know that there was a resolution out there that the mayor of Sandpoint wanted to uh, get some emergency powers and and what all would that entail and I and I don't know if if there was clarity maybe on on what the ask was so maybe you can explain a little bit more at least for uh, our viewers a little bit about the emergency powers what does that entail what do, kind of scope of power does that give you because because there there may be a time where that comes up in the future it didn't end up happening this time because the governor stepped in and said hey here's what we're doing and you're like okay we're good you know seemed like that was the response i think from everybody on the city council was like well, it's not necessary at this point um so what does that what does that declaration of power really entail um, from your perspective and kind of what, not just what you were planning on doing, but what, what's kind of the, what does it entitle you to, I guess, as a mayor yeah. to do that? Um, well, you know, it, they're pretty broad powers really. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's not. Um, and I think, you know, we didn't have, we were still developing uh, fine tuning the protocols of, um, you know, how and when we would roll out, uh, okay. for the restrictions on, on mm -hmm. business and social activity. Mm -hmm. um, so we hadn't, we were working on that plan and it, it wasn't, okay. you know, we hadn't crossed our T's and dotted our I's at that point, but, but it was really kind of, you know, following again, the, the general guidance that we see other cities taking um, and um, other measures that, that other cities are taking. And, um, and so it was really in accordance with that. Um, so under um, title 50 um, chapter six in Idaho code, uh, the mayor has um, pretty pretty broad powers, really, um, in a in a state of emergency to protect the public health and and welfare of of the city. Mm -hmm. um, so so the the resolution, um, but those powers have to be ground granted by ordinance through council. So Correct. you yeah. know the mayor so can't just on a whim decide he wants to go close all the businesses, right? Or right. or yeah. take any other yeah. drastic action, right? So that. Right those powers have to be activated by, by the council, mm -hmm. but they're actually enforced and executed by the mayor. So that's what that ordinance was about. And, okay. um, and if further, you know, if, if, 
uh, if things changed, um, you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, this thing is still unfolding day by day and week by week, and we can't anticipate, you know, what this could look like in the future. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, part of the discussion that happened at the council meeting, for instance, is that, you know, the governor could decide in two weeks or a week and a half, oh, okay, we're good on this. We don't want to do this anymore. Let's uh, lift the, the uh, stay home order. Uh -huh. um, and then, you know, it could be just at that time that the outbreak is really getting going here in, in Sandpoint. Right. Sure. So yeah. it could be that, um, you know, because if if everybody opens back up, people are moving around again. What, Seattle opens back up and people are feeling free again and they just can't wait to get out of the house. Right? Yeah. yeah. So now we get, you know, flooded with tourism and now yeah. now we get a hot spot in Sandpoint. Now we've right. got a serious issue that has to it be is. dealt with. Right. Well, so 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 the yeah, only way that that would would happen at that point is, again, for the sim similar the same um, kind of ordinance would come up for council consideration again. Mm -hmm. If that's the only way that we as a local entity can take control of our destiny in, in terms of doing what we can within our uh, uh, constituted uh, powers allowed by the state right. uh, state yeah. code yep. to to protect the health and, and well-being of our community. One of the things that I see um, being tossed around a little bit is, um, um, you know, Eventually, in order to get the economy moving, doing a soft rollout of certain areas that are free to move. Um, you know, you hear the Southwest Airlines ding, you know, you're free to roam about the country. Uh, I, I think I think that there, there's going to be the concept of like red zones and green zones. Mm -hmm. um, and um, right now, North Idaho, like Bonner and Boundary County would be a green zone. We have no cases reported right. in Bonner and Boundary County. Um, so uh, at least from what I saw for Bonner County, I, I don't believe there's any in Boundary. Um, but uh, as of this morning, there were no cases. Uh, we haven't done extensive testing. <laughs> you know, we've got, you know, a lot of maybe gaps in that. But for people that are feeling symptomatic that go into the hospital, get tested, they've all come back negative. With that being said, we would be a green zone. And as a green mm -hmm. zone, uh, people who are in a red zone where it's like Seattle, where it's hot, there's a lot of infection going around and there's a lot of people who uh, maybe are are taking the use of ventilators, um, you know, and whatever their situation may be. Um, and of course, we know that a lot of people are asymptomatic and if they're traveling around, um, uh, if they're in a red zone, this this to me presents like, oh, where are you going to go? If you don't think that mm -hmm. you're sick, I'm going to go to a green zone. Right. And then that could right. eventually become become a big long term issue for green zones becoming red zones down That's the right. road. And so and I hear what That's you're right. saying with that. Even if it opens up, we have to be cautious. Uh, yeah. What's kind of the data? And, and let that, me tell you, like, yeah. that's exactly uh, the position we took uh, two weeks ago when um, when I came out and declared the state of emergency for the city. Right. At that time, I uh, strongly encouraged bars and restaurants, entertainment venues to close, uh, at least at dine-in service. And the idea was there, you know, we still, uh, obviously, we had no re reported cases. In fact, even at that time, we didn't even have a reported case in Coeur d'Alene, hmm. right? So there was only, um, I think at that time, uh, that it was, let's see, was that, I think that was even before the first case in Idaho, if I'm I not mistaken. I think it was. I yeah. think it was, yeah. So, but what we saw was that we saw more than the normal amount of Washington plates downtown. Right. Oh, and so, yeah. so Spokane was starting to shut down at that time. Well, they had, and, they, and, they had some of the first cases dropped in there because of their ability to treat it. That's right. And so, um, and so of course Seattle was, was, you know, getting shut down. And so, of course, people are coming here, you know, many of them have second homes here, mm -hmm. they have vacation rentals, or they are you know, mm -hmm. renting vacation rentals, yep. or whatever. And so yep. now all of a sudden, just to your point, you know, we're a green zone, we're, we're a place where people can go find their normal life, right? Go somewhere mm -hmm. where they can go out, go out to dinner, go have drinks, and right. kind of forget about this whole thing. Yep. Um, and so it, it really just made us a target, really. Um, and so that's, you know, that's why I came out with that order really what might have seemed prematurely, okay. but it was really protecting us from, from, you know, um, from tourism, from those, um, you know, from those hotspot areas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder about, um, 
you know, as we move forward and we look at, um, you know, the potential of red zones, green zones and people getting back to work, what is some of the things that you're looking at as mayor um, to go, wait, hold on. Uh, we need to, you know, stay in a place of putting things on hold or we're free to move forward because if it's area by area and it's like kind of opens up a little bit where the localities have a little bit more freedom to make these determinations, you know, um, which it seems like it, it might be if we've got if we're a green zone and they're like, you're free to move. And there's still the cautionary, like, well, we're not sure what's happening. What are some of the data, things that you're looking at to make those decisions? Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. And right now, I really don't have an answer for that okay. because we, yeah. we haven't really seen, we haven't seen anybody come out of this yet, right? So yeah. again, we're, we're sort of, um, you know, again, we have the privilege yeah. of being able to look to others who are sort of you know, weeks ahead of us in this ordeal. Uh -huh. um, and right now, we don't have any good exemplary leadership to look to. Um, I mean, the only, you know, we've got uh, China, South Korea, and uh, Singapore that have uh, made it through this, right? Well, I don't think supposedly, that those are, yeah. <laughs> supposedly, right? They're, yeah. they're mostly through it. I mean, they're still, yeah. China is actually, you know, still getting a few cases, and, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sure they are still getting a few cases. But, um, but, but the reality is, you know, we, we haven't seen that in the West yet. And, yep. um, and I think um, we're going to have to kind of wait and see how this thing plays out. Um, uh, you know, I guess on the bright side, we have some time to figure this mm -hmm. out. You know, we're, we still got two and a half weeks to order to go with this stay home mm -hmm. order right now. Yep. So um, we're going to start putting together um, our, you know, put our heads together to think about how this, how we can actually unwind this thing once mm -hmm. we, once we yeah. round it all up. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. But that's yeah, good. We'll, we'll be looking to other, others, you know, other cities who are, you know, taking the lead on this. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, it looks like uh, Washington is is starting to get a little bit of a handle on this. They're, they're certainly not seeing the blow up that you see in New York and that right. you're seeing um, elsewhere in the East. Yeah. Um, and I, even I, California. I, I was just like, you know, you just look at New York and you go, how do you do a, how do you do a six foot separation? I mean, that's a big town with exactly. extreme density, you know, really you're like, is. Oh man. And that's like, when you look at Wuhan, uh, China. Um, well, that's a town that's bigger than New York with even greater population density, you know? So I think those things are, those things are all interesting, you know, factors that we don't necessarily have to deal with here, you know, in the sense of, of density. Like we don't, we're not sitting in a 50 story building with each other. You You're know? absolutely right. So, yeah. cause that's, and, you know, that's, you can, you can go for a walk or go for a run, um, yep. you know, just leave your house. And I mean, I'm, I'm like, six blocks from, you know, Ponderay Bay Trail or, or City yeah. Beach. Yeah. Um, and I can, you know, I can walk around downtown and not even have to pass by somebody. Right. right. Um, and even in Seattle, you can't do that. Um, yeah. uh, and certainly can't do that in New York. So, so we just, just by, and, and we're, we're relatively urban for Idaho. Right. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Boise, there's Coeur d'Alene and then, you know, you Pocantello, Twin Falls. Okay. But mm -hmm. we're, we're one of the larger cities, if you can call us that, in, in Idaho, um, because it's such a rural state. And, and that is really going to work to our advantage as this thing continues to play out. Um, we we How just so? have the privilege because we have the privilege of, of I mean, we are naturally socially distancing, right? Mm -hmm. Because, um, because right. we're so far apart. Yep. Um, and and yep. again, to your point, you know, in yep. New York, you can't, you can't walk outside your apartment and stay six feet away from people, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you walk 10 minutes to work and you're going to pass about 5,000 people. Right. right. Yeah, so, totally. um, it's just, or you get in a, a cab or you get in a, in a subway, you know, and you're just, you're in, in public spaces where there's just constant human contact from literally thousands, if not millions of people. Um, and, and we're just not like that here. We have, you know, we get in our car, we drive to work, mm -hmm. you know, Maybe, you know, we, we, I think that the big, one of the biggest change, changes for us culturally is training ourselves not to shake hands, right? Not to like hug and shake hands and so, do that sort of normal, normal yeah. greeting behavior. I've right? caught myself the other day of being like, hey, uh. all right. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> exactly. Nothing. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, it seems like um, you guys will have a few weeks to put together plans uh, for some of the what ifs, 
um, in the sense of, of that kind of stuff? And, and are you going to kind of get like, how do you, how are you going to get input on those plans where you kind of, kind of go to for those, um, you know, as far as putting those things together? Yeah, well, um, again, we're going to continue to follow uh, guidance from the CDC, Panhandle mm-hmm. Health. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be in, in continual contact with the governor's office. Um, we'll be taking cues from um, other cities like Seattle, um, who, who are really a month ahead of us on this mm-hmm. thing. Um, and um, and I think, you know, we're going to get a lot. We're, we're going to start to see how, how others are addressing this. But Right. Um, you know, I think it's kind of just sit back and, and pay attention and, and um, you know, listen to the experts. And right. Really- yeah. OK, good. I, I mean, the um, I think that, you know, there is such a large contingent of people in the county who are, you know, generally concerned about the governor's order. Right. They're mm-hmm. concerned about that. And they're concerned about, you know, whether or not the, you know, you as a mayor takes over uh, more power than they believe that you're supposed to have. And in any given situation, I was having a funny conversation with a friend of mine who said that somebody said what, you know, the what Brad Little did as the governor was illegal by the Constitution. I said, well, it was legal, not legally legal, like, like you got this kind of weird thing. Like if you just go by, cause it was, it was according to the constitution that there's rights that are being violated. I said, yeah, except for all the other laws that have been added on top of that, that give municipalities the rights to do some things. Um, and so it was kind of funny cause even in the, even in the moment of going, I don't like, uh, if you're, you know, maybe conservative and you say, man, I really don't like, what feels like a more loss of rights, you know, like I can't go out, I can't do certain things. Um, I think it's really good to understand the why behind, um, you know, and I thought, I thought the governor did a good job of explaining why, and it wasn't just, uh, um, uh, we're going to be scared of the virus. It was, no, here's, here's what we're seeing and here's why. Um, so, and I, I, I think the more that, um, the city's able to give those big whys, uh, as you go through your process, I bet, you know, I think the more easy it'll be for people to understand, you know, yeah. what's what's going on with everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, and I and I appreciate that perspective because, you know, I think the hardest thing for people to kind of wrap their head around here locally is the fact that we don't have a case here. Correct. Right? We have yeah. no reported case. And no so reported cases, why so. are we closing all of our businesses down if, you know, there isn't a problem here? Right. Yep. Um, and, um, and I totally understand that perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think what, what we see by looking around the world and looking around the rest of the country at this point is, you know, we had our first case here in the U S gosh, it was only what, maybe five weeks, five, six weeks ago. And it went from one case to now we're pushing a hundred thousand all over the, every state in the country. Okay. That's, and that is even with that all the measures that we have taken state by state mm-hmm. uh, that governors have taken, that mayors have taken, um, and all the guidance yeah. from the CDC to Crazy. encourage social distancing and people have been practicing this, mm-hmm. you know, I've been amazed that, you know, again, giving, uh, kudos to, to our community. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully it's been the same in, in other communities around the nation where, um, you know, even a few weeks ago before there were any declarations of emergency right. or any of that, um, when when the CDC was coming out and, and making these, um, you know, recommendations to practice social distancing and and to take certain measures at your place of employment and stay at stay at home and work from home if you can, those kinds of things, you know, practice good, um, you know, uh, breathing etiquette, cough yep. into your arm, sneeze yep. into your arm, that kind of stuff. Don't shake hands. Yep. So people were, were really embracing that and, and practicing that. And so. Um, you know, people were, were taking the right steps and, and protecting their se- themselves. And, and this was happening, you know, it's happening here, it's happening around the nation. And yet mm-hmm. still it went from one to a hundred thousand, right? Yep. Pretty quick. And yep. I, I mean, this, this is a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and what that, what that says is how, um, how communicable this disease is. It spreads right. very easily. Yeah. And, Mika, Mika and I were talking about that, you know, she's in naturopathic doctor and and is trying to stay up to up to speed as much as possible and she's like man this thing this thing stays alive a long time like you know if you like just 
the fact that the way you have to use an elevator now, like you got to put something between you and that button because that button could very well from somebody an hour ago still have the virus on it, like not realizing how communicable this disease is. And so um, that's just pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most recently I read, I think it was 11 to 12 hours on a metal surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, several hours. I think it was like three to, I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think mm-hmm. it was like three to four hours on clothing or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Um, and, but only, I think it was only like uh, less than an hour or something on cardboard. People are concerned about well, what about like UPS packages or what about, you know, getting a, something at the grocery store. Um, yeah. So let it air out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let it that's air right. out. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to move on a little right. bit uh, from sure. the coronavirus stuff. Um, we've got uh, two other, I think, kind of hot topics um, that, um, you know, have been circling around for a while. So I figured I'd, I'd, I'd just get an update uh, from you on what you kind of see in some of that stuff. Um, so one of the things um, is this city county lawsuit um, that, you know, you guys are, can you give us just an update from the city's perspective? And I'll, I'll probably have Dan on again and get the county perspective um, as I try to do, try to just, uh, you know, um, really hear what's what's happening on your end of things. Um, you know, so where are things at? Yeah, well, it, it hasn't progressed uh, much. Um, so as last reported, um, gosh, what was it, about a month ago, uh, the city filed for summary judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the city's position is that, um, you know, the county didn't have any standing in this case. And, um, and it, therefore, it, it wasn't um, uh, wasn't worthy of uh, being considered by the court. So um, that the, the court should just make a summary judgment on it and, and dismiss the case. Um, the county, the county responded, um, saying, well, okay, well, we need, um, we need to, uh, discovery. Do our interrogatories. We need to yeah. do our discovery. Right. Yeah. So, so we're basically in this phase of discovery right now. And then the coronavirus epidemic hit. So I know right. you wanted to move on, but here, no, it's it all, all comes back to coronavirus. No, I, so, I know lots of things are um, on pause. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, the courts are, um, have very limited activity right now. And, Mm -hmm. um, and even, you know, certainly since the governor's protocol, but even before that with the social distancing guidelines and things, it didn't make sense to have a discovery process during that time. So, so all of that was kind of put on hold. Um, so, uh, you know, I imagine it's going to be, uh, I would project at least a month, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe longer before, Mm -hmm. uh, before that continues. Okay. So do you, do you think that after the discovery process, what's kind of your, your, you know, when you look ahead at this and you go, okay, uh, we got this discovery process going, um, when it's all said and done, do you feel like this is going to get tossed? The lawsuit will get tossed. You do. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you're looking at, um, the kind of the process of, uh, moving forward with everything a little bit up in the air. What's been the process? What's been your conversation with the festival about this year's event? Obviously, we know, we know Corona, but other than other than um, the coronavirus, what's been the what's been the conversation about what may or may not come this summer? Um, well, you know, our our commitment was to have uh, that field ready for yep. uh, for the festival come festival time. So we've been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making good on that promise and moving okay. forward with uh, construction of the new field. Uh, everything's uh, on schedule and everything. And, and of course, um, you know, an you know, a pandemic like this, um, mm-hmm. everything is kind of thrown into question potentially. Sure. Um, but we we did check in with our with our vendors, our suppliers, our contractors. Um, you know, as of right now, everybody's still a go on this thing. Product's okay. still available, cool. all that stuff, which is, which is Good. pretty impressive, really. That um, really is. So, <laughs> um, so it, you know, it's really on the festival. Um, okay. and I don't, and I can't, I can't speak for the festival. I don't know where they're at in terms of booking their acts. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we do have a contract, uh, with them for, for this year. So, um, so we're all, you know, we've done everything that we can do on our okay. end, um, uh, beyond that, you know, it's, it's kind of in the festival's hands and, and I'm not sure, um, 
you know, I can't speak for the festival at this time. No. Yeah. And I, I, I put a couple feelers out to get someone from the festival on our show. So, um, you know, if you want to put in a word for me, say, Hey, it might be good to have a chat with me. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the, one of the things that we're, you know, when we look at this whole, um, process, um, obviously there's a different, there's a difference in uh, reading of the law. There's a difference in, um, understanding, um, you know, kind of how the city is understanding it versus how the County is understanding it. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I always get, um, I'm always frustrated with binary thinking. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that, uh, and we're seeing it right now happen all over, uh, this coronavirus. It's either black or it's white, you know, mm -hmm. it's either this or it's that. And I'm imagining that, uh, with law generally that's the case. And yet we have lawyers because there's gray area, <laughs> you know, so, um, everything's debatable everything's debatable. And, um, and so, uh, when you look forward and, you know, long-term, uh, with the field done with the festival and hopefully, uh, you will, uh, you know, whether it's, it's, you know, goes in favor of the County or goes in favor of you, at least you guys will know exactly where you stand and what's going to happen. Right. Then you can make plans. Like again, right. where it's another unknown thing, as long as this thing is going on and mm -hmm. the state legislature may chime in at some point or, you know, who knows right. what may happen over the course of time. Um, so when you look forward, um, what are some things that I guess the best way to ask would be, what are some things that you look forward to uh, once all of this dust settles um, with the city and the county? What are some things that you're actually looking forward to in partnering with the county for the future? Uh, you just mean more broadly. Yeah, sure. Anything. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we're always we're always looking for opportunities to partner with the county um, across all kinds of, uh, you know, whole range of, of different, um, you know, uh, issues really, mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with the, this pandemic issue, right. right. We partnered, uh, with the County, with this multi-agency, uh, task force, okay. um, that, that we, uh, convened together with, um, a variety of healthcare providers in our community with the school districts and others to, um, you know, better resource each other and collaborate and communicate more effectively around okay. how to how to deal with this thing so that's just you know one example um, how did that go we were how did how did um, that how was that as far as a joint task force working together how did that feel it, it felt really good i think i think we have um you know it, it's been a great resource i think for everybody participating to get um the the latest uh, up-to-date information and to know uh, what our needs are okay. as a community. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, it's, it's been, I think it's been really helpful. I know it was, um, you know, one of the first actions that came out of our first meeting I recall was, um, you know, Tom Albertson and, and a couple of the other board members at Lake Ponderay school district were at that meeting. And, and I know at that time they were getting a tremendous amount of pressure to mm -hmm. close the schools down. And there was the big question of, you know, do we do it? Do we not do it? What, what do we do here? Right. Um, and so, um, I feel like, um, you know, going into that meeting, um, and, and Tom, the board had the opportunity to hear really from, you know, 30 different leaders in our community, wow. uh, representing everything from first responders and emergency services to, sure. you know, every aspect of healthcare, um, to the city, uh, to, um, you know, uh, nonprofit leaders in our community and others. And, and I think they came out of there um, really well resourced and well informed and, and having, um, you know, some good clarity in, in terms of where the community stands and, and mm -hmm. what are, you know, what the right, what the right call to make going forward is. And so those are the kinds of ways that we can sort of support each other, inform each other and move together on, on important decisions. Right. Yeah. Um, and certainly I can speak, you know, from, from my perspective, mm -hmm. um, and, and just being, having the most up-to-date information and, and resources, um, on the city side, uh, to be able to have, uh, regular check-ins with Bonner General Health and connect to health services, Panhandle mm -hmm. Health Department and others to know, um, you know, where we're at and where, mm -hmm. where the pinch points are and, and where we either need some more resources or we need to, you know, and better support each other to, to right. accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. 
Do you, um, so, and, um, and I can, I mean, that's one example, you know, back, sure. back to your original yeah. question, yeah. um, you know, other ways that we work together with the county. So, you know, before it, it's actually, you know, kind of been on the back burner for a while because there've been a number of things coming up, um, uh, you know, including the lawsuit and including the pandemic and, and other mm-hmm. things. But, um, one of our, you know, we had a joint meeting together, um, last year in 2019 to discuss, um, uh, regional planning issues mm-hmm. and um, the county is doing it's um, still uh, updating its comprehensive pl- land use plan um, yep. well the city uh, is also um, right. going through that process right Come now mm-hmm. and so one of those areas of mutual interest is that what's called the area of city impact mm-hmm. and that's a legally defined area uh, around the city into which the city is reasonably expected to grow into the Correct. future yeah. And so those areas of cities, areas of city impact are really important in planning because um, they're really important to the city because at some point that the city is likely to sort of inherit those areas. And so right. it's in the best interest of the city that they're developed um, in a way that's consistent with city planning and um, in terms of the city being able to manage, you know, its infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, at the same time, you know, the, the county has, you know, the county has is has a different perspective on that because they're sure. they have their own um, uh, goals and objectives uh, around you know growth in the county and mm-hmm. and how they want to encourage and promote growth and so um, it's it's not that anybody's right or wrong it's that you have Correct. just two competing interests and, and they're both yep. valid interests so yep. um, so those those areas of city impact become kind of a negotiable um, you know region for for consideration. And so um, that's one area where, you know, the city and the county are working together to negotiate okay. how, how, how development in those areas, it will look in the, in the, say the 20 year future. Do you think that um, um, the city's going to have any plans for annexation anytime soon? Uh, we don't have any plans on, uh, you know, we haven't had any discussions around anything like that, but but what I can tell you is that um, our community and our region is growing very rapidly. The whole it state is. of Idaho is, is the leading number one growth state in the nation right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, and certainly a, a huge part of that growth is up here in, in District 1 in the northern panhandle. Yep. And even right here in Sandpoint, um, yep. you know, we, we've grown um, anywhere from uh, 3.6 to 5.2% in the mm-hmm. last few years. So just incredible rate of growth. Um, and you know, with that growth, there's obviously, you know, pressure to, to expand and to figure out where we can, you know, we've, we've been doing everything we can to try and infill. And, and that's been really the, the perspective of the 2009 comprehensive plan, kind of the guiding principle there was Mm -hmm. let's do what we can to infill as much as we can. So we can, you know, accommodate that growth where we have the space in, in, in the city. Um, but now we're kind of at the point where, you know, we've, we've kind of done that. There's still some more of that that can happen. But mm-hmm. but now if, if we're going to continue to see this kind of growth, we're going to have to figure out how to accommodate it. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to yeah. have to figure out how to accommodate it in a way um, that people can still afford to live here. And we don't see rents and, and home prices um, like you see in Jackson or Aspen or Sun Valley or places like that. Yeah. where People that are from here can't afford to live here anymore. So yep. that's the balance is, is how can we how can we accommodate the growth so as not to see those um, astronomical house prices? Well, that's, you know, kind of my cup that, of tea. That's, that is your cup of tea. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, it is. It is. And I and I think that um, that part of the process must be in the planning in the planning side of um, allowing our, our growth um, to be more deliberate, you know, and I think that we've not been deliberate in our growth. Uh, we've been really deliberate about um, maintaining character, which is good. I think we should do that. I think that we've been very deliberate around uh, in the county and the city around what we don't want. And um, but the fact that we don't define what we want well um, doesn't allow us to grow the way we want. Um, and so every time there's a boundary that's put up, people go whoop off to the side of it. You know, it becomes like it'll people will will 
depending on whatever we do, people will find a way around whatever the, the limitations are that we put on something. So the more that we can steer that, and the more yeah. that in the sense of like, this is what healthy growth can look like, um, that that allows for huge community input, which I'm so glad that we're getting so much uh, community involvement, at least within the city, um, specifically concerning, um, ooh, I got dinged by something there. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh. Um, so um, yeah, everybody just heard a doo on the uh, live stream. Um, so, you know, I think um, the more, input that we can get. I'm glad the city's doing it. seems like you guys are doing a good job of trying to engage. I'm plugging the app now, Engage Sandpoint. Um, you're trying to engage the city as far as getting people in that process. Um, one, of the, one of the things that seems like uh, we must begin to do is decide where are we going to put higher density? Like we got to make a decision about this. And we've got to be okay with certain areas being higher density because without annexation and increasing area city impact very quickly, <laughs> as far as the sense of like allowing for higher density on the growth curve. And, and we don't want to turn into like entire Sully valleys paved, you know, we don't want to turn into, you know, the entire road to priest river is paved because, you know, it's just development, 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 which is that sprawl. We got to pick some places where we're willing to go high. Um, yeah. because we're growing and if we don't yeah. tell it where to go, it's just going to go wherever it goes. And that means yeah. prices are going to go wherever they go. Um, right. so, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, and I'm not talking about controlling the free market. I'm talking about having, having really good, um, planning, um, to say, this is how we want to grow. And this is what we'll, yeah. we're going to be okay with because we're growing. You know, yeah. um, in 10 years, everyone's going to be like, why didn't we back then choose to do that? Like we're doing it now. You know, we're yeah. like, man, I wish we would have set this up or done this or, you know, allowed for more, right. um, you know, planning. So kudos to the city um, for getting a public involvement in this process. So there, my rant is over. Yeah. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, Chris. I think you're right on. You know, we do as a community have to decide how and where we're going to accommodate that growth because yep. it is coming. It is here. And, um, yep. and we don't want to be victims to it. We want to be mm -hmm. steering it in a way that, that uh, provides the greatest benefit um, to, to our community at, at large. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Um, so we've talked a little bit about housing. We've talked a lot about COVID-19. Um, and all of the ins and outs of that we've talked about, um, you know, what's the process uh, for the city as far as as you getting more emergency powers, if that ever needs to happen. Uh, we've talked about um, what's happening with the city and the county. Were there any other topics that you really felt like, man, I just want to talk about this or share this concept or or, you know, something that's going on that you want to kind of get the word out? Um, no, I, I appreciate you asking. Um, you know, no, really, I, I feel like we kind of covered it all. Um, you know, it, as is probably obvious from this conversation, it's it's been all COVID all the time for me, yep. for like yep. like everybody else, I think, yep. for the last uh, month or more. So, yep. Um, yep. I feel like um, there there's actually maybe a little room now to <laughs> for something else to happen, and and it does right. feel like. Like, uh, you know, the last couple of days, you know, it's kind of weird, but we're all still sort of adjusting to working not at the office, too. So mm -hmm. um, as I'm sure yeah. all of your listeners know, we've um, City Hall is also closed mm -hmm. um, as of mm -hmm. yesterday. So yeah. but uh, we're, but so city services are still open so you can That's still good. get your normal city services, um, even uh, applying for a building permit and, and all the normal stuff, uh, paying mm -hmm. your, your bills and all that stuff. Um, either through our website or through the Engage Sandpoint app, um, or just call in. And and even our frontline staff um, is still still is you know at, at the end of the phone line um, through all this. Oh, so good. so good. we're still um, we're still we're all working from home and we're still engaged. It's just uh, not uh, not normal. It's not like it normally is. <laughs> but we're still well, here. Yeah, and I will say I think the more um, 
the more input and transparency you guys put in the process as we head out of COVID-19, um, the better it's going to be for everybody. Um, you know, I think, I think every, especially everybody's uh, got a little bit of stress. Everybody's got a little bit of wariness uh, concerning what's coming next, what's going to happen next, either uh, with the city, with the county, with the state, you know, what's, what's going to happen next. So um, I, I just really want to encourage you guys to uh, just keep it out there. Um, you know, I have the Engage app, Engage Sandpoint app on my phone. Um, and I, and I don't mean to do a shameless plug for the city, but let me just say that, um, the app works, uh, works well. Let me see if I can get that. Oh, it turned white here. Hang on. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, it's not going to focus because it's focused on my face. Uh, but, um, uh, there is a COVID-19, uh, button there that you could push. Um, and there's other thing about business closures, downtown construction, um, a lot of information on there and, uh, you can turn on notifications, um, which, you know, sometimes I think notifications work, sometimes don't, uh, you might want to check on that with your developer. Um, uh, but, um, you know, it's a great way to kind of keep up to date so that if there's decisions being made, a lots of times we're only going to hear about what we see on Facebook you know, or, or Twitter or wherever, where somebody's got, um, an issue with something. Um, and oftentimes that you're not getting the whole story. So go to the app if you can. And usually those things are posted on there. It's very helpful. So great yep. job on the app. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you plugging that. And, and I really encourage people, uh, particularly through this crisis, the COVID-19 uh -huh. page, we uh, got uploaded, uh, this last Monday. And, and we really try to be um, the clearinghouse for all, all information, not just locally. Um, mm -hmm. And, and you know, we're, what we're doing as a city and what resources um, are, are available, what, what things you need to know related to, to the coronavirus here at right. the local level, but also uh, providing all the necessary links to um, CDC and all those national and, and state resources as well. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Um, and, and again, to your point, and, and I'll plug that again, I really encourage people to, to sign up uh, for those notifications. You can get notified of uh, any council meetings, um, all of our council meetings, agendas are, and, and packets, all the information that you need to know um, that council needs to know to make an informed decision at, at every meeting are they're all um, available on our website uh, right. almost a week ahead of time. So you mm -hmm. can look through all that information and and be just as informed as any council member or, or as, as myself. So um, I, I would encourage your listeners to sign up for those e-notifications. And, and it's not just That's for great. council meetings, but planning and zoning or any other uh, committee right. or commission or really anything you want to know that's going on with the city. That's great. great. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. And you know what, you know what I, I learned to do and uh, you and I talked about this uh, over lunch a couple of weeks ago about specifically like, how do we get our data? You know, like, where do we get our information from? And I am such a fan of going to the source and reading actual documents, listening to actual speeches, not just what people parrot, uh, listening to, to looking at the actual data. I'm always like, why don't they have a link in the story to the data that they're citing? It drives me nuts. So, you know, I think if you have questions about what's the city doing, what's going on with the city, get the Engage Sandpoint app because that takes you directly to the source so that um, if you have questions, you're actually going to be educated on what the, what the actual issue is um, and what, you know, if there's something... I'll just say this, like, for example, with the emergency powers thing, um, I really appreciated a few people who put, oh, here's the Idaho code around that. Great. Like we can look at that and go, okay, here's what that could entail. Here's what that could look like for the mayor to have emergency power. Okay. Now we have to ask what's the guideline? What's the why? Where's this going? Cause we don't know, you know, so that's part of that whole process that I think for those, um, that want to be in the know and stay current with what's going on and you want to be an influencer in our region, do the research, take a minute and take a look. So there's my two cents on that. That's so, great. I appreciate yep. that. Um, I, I'm excited because I got two great interviews coming up next week. I'm going to sit down with Justin Dick uh, from Trinity. Uh, we're going to have a Zoom call on Monday. And then Tuesday, I'm supposed to have a Zoom call with Christine DeNova from Life Choices Pregnancy Center. So um, we are, we're, we're trying to 
trying to do a bunch. I'll probably be doing more shows while uh, my system at the housing agency has slowed down. Uh, we're still considering essential service in the development construction of homes. Um, so, you know, which we've got projects that we're working on, but everything's slowed down. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. we got good shows coming up. So I appreciate you coming on. Shelby, any last thoughts? No, Chris, it's always a pleasure. I uh, really yeah. enjoy chatting with you. And um, and I wish all of your viewers out there um, health and yeah. strength and happiness good. through these times. Yeah, good, good. Awesome. Well, I want to say a quick thank you, of course, to our, our uh, season sponsor, Ting. Uh, Ting is crazy fast fiber internet. Uh, they uh, offer true gigabit up and download speeds that uh, come directly to your house. If you don't have Ting fiber, uh, crazy fast fiber internet at your house, go to ting.com forward slash Sandpoint, plug in your address, and it will tell you if it is in your area. If it's not, pre-register. I think it's like $10 to pre-register, but you will save $200 on installation and it lets them know where to go next as they continue to expand their footprint for fiber internet up here. Uh, so we thank you so much Ting for your sponsorship. And of course, thank you to BCHA Barner community housing agency for providing us the, what I'm calling right now, the digitally isolated cave here that I get to get to broadcast from. Uh, and so thank you so much BCHA for your work. If you go to bonnerhousing.org, if you have questions about housing, you have questions about evictions, um, Idaho housing, you have questions about any of that stuff, we are putting links and updates on our homepage right at the very top. Um, and now that the stimulus bill is done, I will be posting links of everything concerning housing in the stimulus and kind of where to go and how to get get help if you need help. So go to bonnerhousing.org uh, if you have housing questions during the COVID-19 isolation process so um with that um we're done here thank you so much uh shelby hang on the line here for just a second and uh we'll we'll do a little debrief but uh we're gonna get the closing credits rolling and and get off the uh, live stream here so here we go thank you for watching this episode of the bonner breakdown Special thanks to Ting and BCHA for sponsoring this show. For more shows or to be a guest, please visit BarnerBreakdown.com. Have a great day.